And this is Let the Good Crumbs Roll. And welcome. Uh, this is our first week of school. Yeah. We haven't we haven't actually started quite yet, but we're yes. we're getting ready for it mentally. <laughs> downside of school is the dreaded homework. Oh, I was thinking waking up early, but that too. Oh, God. You were so blessed. Mess with it and check it. And everything's pretty much done on the computer, so I don't have to really bother with it. Yeah. So as long as her grades are good, I don't like whatever Mm -hmm. you take care of you. Look, Cannon, we struggle with him so bad that I've literally offered him a car at the end of the school year if he makes A's and B's. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy you a car. Bless I'll get you a pony. You want a pony? I'll get you a cell phone. Is he excited about starting his new school? No, he is like, he's, he, but he don't like school. Yeah. Well, maybe this year will be different. New school, new environment. Yeah. Brayden and Leela are stoked. Yeah. They're very excited. I'm very excited. Olivia and Brayden will have some classes together because they'll yeah. be at the same school, and that's uh-huh. going to be fun. And yeah. then Leela is going to be on the same campus, but a different, a different school. school. Shout out to Chris Elaine. Do you know who that is? Yes. Yeah, that's my brother's Yeah, best I remember him from, from high school. I don't think he went to school. He went to Redemptress. That's right. No. But yeah, I remember him being Cody's one of Cody's good friends. Oh, like yeah, best friends. They're yeah. like more like brothers because yeah. they went to school together from, I think, preschool on up. Yeah. And um, they were best men in that's both wonderful. each other's weddings and... It's really sweet. So thank you for listening, Chris. This is season six, episode six. Of course, we have to go with name of the show is Campus Creep. Yeah. I kind of, it really doesn't pertain to school at all, but <laughs> I thought, well, that might be fun for a back to school thing. So we are in Prunedale, California. We meet a woman named Carrie and she's reminiscing about her teenage years. Mm-hmm. So when she was 15, she says that her and her friends loved to cruise the main drag in her hometown with her friends. So what I take that is, is they were those like obnoxious teen girls that were driving five miles down the road, <laughs> listening to music really loud yeah. and their whole car was rocking back mm-hmm. and forth. They were us. Yeah. Uh, And singing so loud that we all heard them. Mm -hmm. They were those girls. She's she's a really pretty woman. In the summer of 1991, Carrie was introduced to an 18-year-old by the name of Lonnie Keith. Carrie couldn't help but notice his flashy car. My friend asked him if he would take me for a cruise, and he said yes. Can we go for a ride? He was older. I liked his car. There was definitely something about him that caught my eye. At the end of our time together, I just gave him my phone number. And I wanted to hang out more. So I just want to start by saying he's 18 Mm -hmm. and she's 15. If I find out that any Mm. of my 18-year-old sons ride a 15-year-old girl around in his car. Yeah. Or if my my 15-year-old stepdaughter goes for a ride or a 15-year-old Olivia goes for a ride. (laughs) Make good choices, Olivia. In an 18-year-old car, I'm going to lose my mind. That's all. That is too much of an age gap when you're a teenager. When when you're a teenager, there's a huge difference between 15 and 18. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Maturity wise and, and life experience wise. Like once you become an adult, that's not that yeah, big a deal. Yeah, like when you're in your 20s and 
30s, like, it's not yeah. as big of a deal. But when you're a teenager, that's a huge deal. I guess in the late 80s, early 90s, it wasn't that big of a deal. So she yeah. she goes for a ride with him. He was a senior in high school at, like, a neighboring school. But she just became smitten with him. And I don't know why, because if you see pictures, he ain't smitten worthy. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Maybe he had a good personality. But at the end of the ride, she wrote down her phone number and gave it to him. And he called. And it wasn't long before the two were dating. And despite the three-year age gap, Carrie's mom's like... She brought him over and I liked him right away. He was a nice kid. He was friendly. Just a, a good guy. I liked him. He seemed like a good guy. I'm just saying, ladies out there, no. just know if your 18-year-old son comes in to pick up my 15-year-old stepdaughter, she's not going. Yeah, she's not going. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. So the two dated the last two years of Carrie's high school... And they don't really talk about what he did those two years because obviously he graduated before Mm -hmm. her, but he decided to go to college two hours away. And after she graduated, Carrie followed him. In September of 1994, the two moved into an apartment together and Carrie was really excited to kind of play this married couple because when you're that young, you're stupid and you think playing a married couple is fun. Playing a married couple Playing a married sucks. Couple, I was going to say. You have, you, and I say that like, you really do have great moments, but it's not all of, peaches and cream. You know what I mean? Of all things that you could pretend to be. I know. It's like, I'm going to identify as a married yeah. couple, but you're not. So obviously it wasn't very long before she realized that, hey, this sucks because he doesn't help me cook. He doesn't mm-hmm. help me clean. I'm being forced to be the adult here yeah. and he can, gets to continue to be the child. And it just wasn't working out for them. But he was a smooth talker and he could just convince her of anything. So, of course, he's like, look, I'll do better to help around the house. I'm sorry. About six months later, things were starting to get better until she came home. She heard her boyfriend, Lonnie, and his friend watching a video. And it wasn't TV. It wasn't like TVG. I walked in one night and saw Lonnie watching porn on TV. And I was livid. Lonnie, why are you watching this? It's not my fault. I invited my friend over. He said he wanted to watch Lonnie claimed the videos weren't his. So it only just started. I want you to stop this, Lonnie. Absolutely. Come on, you know me. It won't happen again. You know, what I mean? like like general audience. It was, yeah. it was it was TV XX. Uh oh. Yeah, just to say it like that. And so she got really mad. Yeah. It, it was just very inappropriate stuff. That's was... so weird to like be watching and that watching with, it your with your friend. friend. I know. I'd That's be like, so... ew. Okay. Yeah. Well, ew. It made everyone in the room uncomfortable. Yeah. Carrie was all of us, and she was like, "Turn that off." <laughs> so he promised her, like, you know, I won't do this behavior anymore. I won't. But six months later, it happened again and she kept catching him watching things she sh- he shouldn't be watching so mm-hmm. she got so mad with him that she broke up with him and she moved back to be close to her mom in uh in paradise california and she started attending beauty school despite being apart though they never actually broke up i definitely missed him but we talked every night when carrie suggested lonnie start taking classes at chico state university just like that, the two were back together. Like I said, Lonnie knew how to charm his way into her life. He just yeah. couldn't let her go. So he decided to move closer to Carrie and he started going to Chico State University, which was right by where she lived. And the two were back together. And this time he proposed. We've been talking about getting engaged and I was excited to take it to the next step and to be Lonnie's wife. Nothing can like make things get better than, you know, getting engaged, right? Mm. 
Well, it wasn't very long before old habits die hard. I was going to say. And he started, you know, watching stuff he shouldn't be watching. Is it like, at this point, is it like an addiction kind of thing? Or she just didn't like the fact that he was doing it at all? Yeah, like she'd wake up in the middle of the night and he wasn't sitting next to her. And she would walk in the living room and be like, what the heck, Lonnie? (laughs) Right. And and it's funny because in the reenactment, he would like turn the TV off real quick. And he's like, what? I was watching Sports Center. Then quickly he'd try to turn it off. But I knew what it was. I wasn't stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So, but at this point, she found out she was pregnant. Oh, And so no. finding out she's pregnant. I know, like when you're already in a bad situation, oh, you know, getting no. engaged doesn't make it better. And getting pregnant surely doesn't make no, it better. No, that's going to make the cracks wider in any exactly. relationship. Yeah, it was it was a hot mess. So she decided to just put everything aside. And, you know, she kind of talked to her mom and her friends. And they were like, I told her it was a lot of people do watch it. And that didn't really bother me that much well that's not super abnormal behavior for a man but this is my thing like if if it makes you uncomfortable mm-hmm. then maybe he should stop doing it i mean not yeah. not i mean you shouldn't control what he does but like you're expressing your feelings that like look this makes me uncomfortable can, can you yeah you know i mean get a hold and i guess the issue arises if they've talked about it he knows it makes right. him uncomfortable he promises he's gonna stop and, and he doesn't. doesn't yeah that's a problem so the two of them you know they just keep marching on and they decide to get married they get married and three weeks later she gave birth to a little boy it was neat to see lonnie be so excited about being a dad it was just a really fun time. Carrie seems like a very reasonable, intelligent person. Mm-hmm. But like, she she's like, he's gaslighting me because I know he's doing bad things. But like, mm-hmm. let's have another kid. You know oh. what I mean? Like, it's just, oh, she just com- compiles stupid choice after yeah. stupid choice on and on again. So things kind of after the birth of their son, he proves to be a very good father. And mm-hmm. he it just dotes over his son. And that just makes her feel all warm and tingly inside. Because who doesn't like seeing that, of course? So by 2002... They had added two more children to their family. Goodness. Lonnie graduated from college and he became a physician's assistant. He began working a lot of hours between two different medical centers. So he would work like a nine to five shift at one hospital and then he would drop 35 minutes away and go work a three to four hour shift at another hospital. So financially, they were doing pretty well. She was able to uh, to stay home, is my understanding, with their kids. Mm-hmm. But she also had that background. Uh, she could do hair and all of that. By 2010, Lonnie and Carrie welcomed their fourth child and this is when their relationship started to kind of spiral i was home with three preteens and then a newborn it was a lot of work he was hardly home i felt like a single mom i can't keep doing this you don't help around the house something's gotta give lonnie we were not intimate anymore just can't keep going on i know it's tough right now once we're out of debt, it's going to be a lot easier. You just have to stick with it. So it made me think, okay, maybe I could just suck it up and just deal with it. So Carrie was just at her wit's end because she was just overwhelmed at this point. Plus, it was like right after having a baby. Mm-hmm. So her emotions were all over yeah. the place. In October of that year, Carrie noticed that there was a text on Lonnie's phone that said, send me a pic of the kids in their Halloween costumes. And she just lost it because it was from a woman. Mm-hmm. 
So she said, what is this? And Lonnie's like, oh, that's just a co-worker from work. That's nothing to be worried about. But Carrie's like, it just doesn't sit well. She's got that gut feeling. Yes, that's exactly it. She's like, this just doesn't sit well. I mean, I, I wouldn't randomly text a, a guy right. co-worker, hey, send me some pictures of your kids yeah. wearing their Darth Vader costume. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that just don't make sense. So she started looking at their phone records and noticed that there was one number that he was in constant contact with. And when she called the number, it was a woman. Now, on the show, they identified her as Natalie, but we've learned that yeah, the, probably wasn't her name. not always the right names. So she confronted Lonnie and Lonnie just smoothed it all out of like he always does. You know, he's able to tell her, you're really going to affect my job if you start making accusations because I'm friends with a female coworker. Mm-hmm. So she decides to go to the woman's house and confront the woman. And the woman was like, look, we are just friends. There's nothing going on. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I had just thought about, you know, his kids for Halloween and said, hey, send me a picture. So again, Carrie's not convinced that they're not lying. But at the same time, she's like, am I just going crazy? Mm-hmm. I mean, am I just overreacting to this so she decides to continue investigating her husband one day i went into the garage i just started like kind of looking around for a box that had old vhs tapes i found zip ties by high nylons and a syringe that had fluid in it and she confronted Lonnie. And this is where Lonnie's kind of stupid. He's smart, but he's stupid. He's like, oh, those thigh-high nylons are yours. And I mean, uh, like, a woman knows. A woman knows. Just go that route where you're like, I just like to wear them under my scrubs or something. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that's more believable. Exactly. Than saying, those are yours. You don't remember? Oh, you're in a size extra small. <laughs> like, you know you're not. You're like, okay. Okay. But he just explains everything away. He's like, the syringe, I left it in my, um, in my coat jacket, and I didn't... D- dispose of it properly. Does that not seem like murdery to you? Oh, it's 100% on the okay. murder checklist. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Zip ties? Zip ties. He's like, why well, just have zip ties for around the house? Zip ties and a syringe. Yeah, and mm. thigh-high nylons yeah. that you could, you know, put over your head so you disguise yourself. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. So, she was like, okay, well, why are they, why is this, like, death kit in a in a yeah. random hidden place? And he's like, well, I have to hide everything from you because uh, you make a big uh, deal out of everything. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can say as like a typical wife, like should make a big deal out of a murder kit. Right. Like exactly. That's normal. Right. If you're the cashier at ho- at a Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> you should make a, dip, some, a big deal. It'd be like, this is odd. Rope. Yeah. This <laughs> yeah. is some, this is some red flags right Plastic here. Plastic bags? <laughs> gloves? <laughs> duct tape? <laughs> You're like, I'm just going to write his driver's license down. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're like, sir, uh, to check all these items out, I need to run a background yeah, check. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to contact the police. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm just burying my uh, dead wife. It's no big deal. <laughs> anyway, so it just continues to get bizarre and bizarre. But Carrie just felt crazy. And then she kind of felt bad because she's like, okay. I thought that the items were for his mistress. I thought they were doing weird things. I say, gosh, Carrie, you're being really hard on him. He's working the late shift. He's tired. You know, I go, you're nagging on him. I go, back off. Just let it go. With four kids to care for, Carrie felt she had no choice but to trust her husband. I had nothing else to go on. 
he had the perfect answer to every single question. Am I making a big deal out of nothing? And he said, he makes me feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just crazy. And so once again, she must not have run this by any of her friends because I, any yeah. self-respecting best friend would be like, that ain't right. Well, if some all. woman is texting your husband, if she wouldn't confront that lady alone, like me and you would be in a car I together. Know, I know. Look and look. Just imagine. Take this scenario and tell it to cousin Amber. And what oh, would cousin Amber say? Yeah. What would cousin you know? Amber do? Yeah. <laughs> WWAD. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. That's what we should take in all of our relationships. What would Cousin Amber do? <laughs> we'll have to call her and ask her because <laughs> she's going to get a kick out of this. Carrie just decides, you know, I'm I'm going to move on because Lonnie's like, I really think we should get like like counseling because you're acting a little cuckoo. Oh, you so know, turns cuckoo. it around on her. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So she, though, does say, I think while we're going through this counseling, maybe you should move out so I can just clear my head. And you know, those That's couple a, of weeks yeah. he was out, she was like god i don't feel crazy anymore yeah, my skin's a, clearing up my hair's regrowing you know <laughs> i've got my glow back <laughs> exactly that reminds me this is a little off topic did you see that news story where the husband put cameras around his house and he noticed that his wife put drano in his lemonade no yes what? i'm like i've got to read this Oh my gosh. Like he just saved his own life. Oh my god. Yeah, I need he was a doctor too. Dang. Yeah. Could you imagine? You're like what is she adding to my lemonade? That's not sugar. Oh (laughs) my gosh. Is that Drano? Anyway. Sorry. Sorry on that little aside. That is bold. Thank God he had cameras in this. Kind of makes me want to install to see what I don't want to know what Derek Ford is doing (laughs) when I'm not here. It it might startle me. (laughs) He moves out and he didn't stay gone for very long because this man knew how to like smooth talk his way back into into her life so by by may of 2012 he moved back home he was starting to be more caring they were going to counseling and i thought well maybe it was working but it always seemed that just when carrie had gotten a grip something else would happen to send her back into a tailspin by august carrie woke up and lonnie wasn't home she at this point was able to track his phone And I think this is just hilarious because like her retelling of this is so funny. <laughs> Lonnie wasn't there. I thought he should have been home by now. So I quickly got on my phone and there was a tracker that came standard with the phone and I just started tracking him. Her husband was nowhere near his job. He was in downtown Chico. I immediately thought of the mistress. My first thought was she moved to Chico. Furious, Carrie called Lonnie, who insisted he was 35 minutes away in Oroville at work. I said, really? Um, Because I see you right now. You're in downtown Chico. All of a sudden, I started seeing the dot move on the way to uh, the freeway to head south back to work he is nowhere near his work so she calls him her assumption is he's with his mistress yeah that's where her mind goes because his mistress had just moved into chico and Mm -hmm. that's where he was so when she called him he's like honey i'm at work and she's like i'm like watching my phone and the dot just starts moving like Uh really fast and it starts moving back towards his work. <laughs> and she said, I told him, I'm literally watching the dot oh, my going gosh. about 70 miles an hour back to work. So his work was like 40 minutes away from where the dot was saying he was. And he's like, oh, those GPS things, they don't work that well. That- and she's like, <laughs> okay. okay, well, find me a landline at your hospital and call yeah. me. He did. 40 minutes 40 later. minutes later. Okay. He calls from an Orville work phone number. And... um says, look, I'm here and I'm 
you know, thinking to myself, well, yeah, because you drove back. See, I told you I was at work. Oh and she's gosh. like, you had plenty of time and the dot is at your work now. <laughs> she's just like, this guy thinks well, I'm stupid. Did she go to where the dot was? No, that would have been smart, though. Because I wouldn't have even, like, raised attention that I knew where he was. That's I would have true. just, like, gone in my car and found the dot and see, is this the mistress's house? Right. Well, We'd have called Cousin Amber and be like, let's go. Yeah. She'd be like, hold on, girl. <laughs> let me put my let me put my boots on. That's what she'd have told us. So it's the morning of January 27th, 2013. And once again, Carrie wakes up and Lonnie is not home. So she texts him. He, she gets no response. So she decided that today was the day that she was going to confront him. So when she opened her garage door, her driveway is swarming with Chico police. And her driveway her is Her driveway. Swarming? There are police everywhere in her driveway. So at first she thought, oh my gosh, my husband must have gotten into an accident. Something must have happened. And when the detectives sat her down, they explained to her that over the last two years, there have been 11 sexual assaults <gasps> all around the Chico State University campus, which is where he was cruising that oh, night. Oh my yeah. gosh. And apparently the night before, police had set up surveillance and noticed there was a vehicle that was cruising around the campus late at night, very slow. They pulled him over and it was Lonnie Keith. It was Lonnie. Oh, in the backseat of his car, he had a bunch of blankets, which was significant because uh, one of the victims said the car that she had been put into as being like a cave of blankets. The officers were alarmed by what else they found. Yeah. Okay, so, well, maybe it is a good idea that she didn't go and find him <laughs> that night. Well. <laughs> so they decide to search his vehicle, and in the trunk, they find the nylons, a syringe with a clear liquid, athletic tape, zip ties. You know, Lonnie tries to explain away all of it, but the police are like, dude, this is clearly a murder kit. Murder We're not kit. Stupid. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So bro- Lonnie was brought in for questioning, and many said that the assailant wore a not like nylons over his head. He injected them with something. Like they felt him yeah. inject something. So a search warrant found all of this just plethora of evidence. They have the clear liquid tested, and it was some sort of concoction that basically knocked him out. Uh-huh. Like he would get them, he would inject them, and they'd fall asleep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Carrie's husband of 16 years was not the man she knew. He was a Arrested and charged with rape, assault with intent to commit rape, and two counts of kidnapping because there were two victims for sure that they tied him to. Okay, they had DNA that connected yeah. him. They did. They couldn't connect him to all eleven victims, but they connected him to a third one right before ch- trial. Okay, and the evidence was just so overwhelming that he ended up just taking a plea deal and he pled guilty. He was tw- uh, sentenced to twenty six years in a California state prison. And wow, to this day, Carrie says that he. Despite saying he was guilty because of the overwhelming evidence, he still denies it to her. Oh. And she divorced him in 2014. At least she did something good. Exactly. Just unreal. Oh, oh, to top it all off, just so y'all know, he was having an affair with that woman. Okay, now. Yeah. Look at that. As if there wasn't enough salt in the wound. Goodness gracious. Because the police were like, and we we are very sorry, he is having an affair with that woman. Of course he is. With the woman. With the woman. With Natalie. Uh, that's too nice of a name to, uh, to be a mistress. I know. So we're going to name her Natasha. Yeah. That sounds more like a mistress name. Yeah. It's Natasha. Sorry to all the nice Natashas out there. The nice Natashas go by Tosh. Yeah. yeah so they don't go by Natasha. Yeah. 
But yeah, so that is the story of um, who the bleep did I marry? That was a good one. It was. One of the other ones that I almost did, remember remember that case we covered with Mastriano, the guy that was uh, at the funeral home stealing? You did that one? He was taken like Oh, the, like the, the body snatcher guy? Yes. yes. His wife is on one of these episodes. <gasps> it's from her point of view. Oh, and it, I want to do that one. It's good. Yes. It's, on, it's like that one. the episode is on Discovery Plus. It's um, it's like twenty one minutes long. It's good though. Okay, yeah, I want to do that one because she is so like New Jersey. Yeah. Like she got the, <laughs> she's very pretty, but like tanned for days. Yeah, love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. So we want to wish all of the kids a good year, good school year. Um, all the parents that have to sit down and do homework with them. God good bless luck. you. Our yeah. our thoughts and prayers are with you on that yeah. one. <laughs> Call us in for an exorcism if you need. I might need one myself. <laughs> and until next time, uh, we will talk to y'all later. See you later, guys.